The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. But it's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep Hi, everyone. This is Sarah. Hey, this is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Yay, we're glad you're listening. We sure are. We've escaped from our families and we're ready to record. Right. Both of our families are got fucking gone. See you later, suckers. Yeah. Yep. Every member got the fuck out. Yep. And are doing something we don't even care. I, I couldn't. They're probably doing something. Well, my family's doing something yeah. active. So, well, Jamie, of course, because he's a dumb dummy. He's yeah. running <laughs> a 100 mile race in two weeks when you say that it just hurts my ears yeah well because it's not a human isn't meant to do that no a 100 mile race in one setting i mean one time you just run the whole you run until you're done when do you poop i guess you just poop on the run no no you stop and just poop i'm assuming you on rocks or something they probably have porta potties maybe i don't know maybe you just poop on a rock yeah like what if you have to poop when there's not a porta potty shit your pants or you shit in the woods no i guess i don't know i don't run this jesus yeah so he's in colorado training running and such good for him yeah rachel is at with brock somewhere my family is golfing oh my husband, mm. my son, Rory, yeah. who's seven. My daughter, Sadie, who's 17. Sadie's then, golfing, too? Yes. Oh. And then my dad, oh. Grandpa Kevin, is golfing. Well, that's fun. And then my mom has my nieces and yeah. Eloise. Are they shopping? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ran out of the house. I yeah. fed Nellie, and I let her out. And then I was like, yeah. bye. And she's just probably living the dream, barking the sh- like yeah. just at nonsense. Yeah. Doing or jumping. And yep. Yeah. Otto yep. is just next to us sitting. I don't know yes. where the other two fools are. No. Um, so, yeah, that's our exciting life. Gosh. Wow. That was exciting. exciting. Before um, we get started, we need to say um, we have some sad news to share. And that is that our friend Tiffany, who you've heard about many we times. Call we call her TT. Our TT. Um, she... There's Diego. Oh, there's yep. Diego. I'm sorry. If you have a bingo card yeah. and it has dogs barking there on it, go. there it is. But that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Sadly, it was a horrible segue, but Titi's dog passed away last night. So we're sorry for Sydney, the loss of Sydney. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. So It ew. was really not expected and also really hard to see and yeah. traumatic. Yeah. It was bad. So we love you TT and you know how we love our animals here. Yes, it's we certainly do. I know it, so, it was very sad. It was getting the updates from her and knowing yes. it was going worse and worse yes. all day. Yeah. It was Aww, pretty sad. Sydney. But yep. she's not in pain anymore. What did Nutbar say? I I loved that floppy Muppet or something. Yeah. 
She did look like a Muppet. Nat Barrett. Yeah. Muppet. <laughs> she kind of did. I'm sorry for the loss of you. Is that what she said? I think so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, happy Muppet. Happy it was a happy Muppet. Muppet. Yeah. She was a, Sid yeah. was a happy Muppet. So. Well, she was a Labradoodle. Like yeah. Otto. They have, I mean, they're supposed to be smart because a lab and a poodle are smart dogs. Mm-hmm. And Otto, no, no. Sydney look looked a lot like a poodle. She yeah, was like she had the so poodle look. curly. Yeah, Otto has the lab. Yeah, more looks like a Otto lab. looks more like a lab. But Sid was a poodly girl. So yeah, sorry. it's sad when your dog goes cack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't very sensitive at all. <laughs> it was terrible. It is sad. It is sad. It sure is. So after that horrible thing, let's talk about good stuff. We have Patreons, right? We do have multiple Patreons, which is this is the shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Um so if you join our Patreon, which you can do, we have show links, we have links in our show notes, wherever you listen, or just go to Patreon, look up our show. It's always the husband. You can choose Mm -hmm. your man. Um level of money donating and we are so grateful Mm -hmm. i mean that's how we could get our studio together we can get some um websites and things to help us out and you will i'll send you some stickers and a little note when you join and then you get access to our exclusive patreon only content episodes pictures things like that Mm -hmm. um mimi I can't even read my writing. Bosage, Sarge. I'm sorry. I can't read how I wrote. What the last hell, name. Sarah? Just a terrible person. Mimi, thank you so much for joining. I'm going to be sending you Bosage. <laughs> I think it is. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be sending you some stickers and um, our new butthole stickers are oh coming so if you join our patreon let's say from the day this comes out tuesday in the next two weeks i will send you a butthole sticker <laughs> and some other stickers and could be the- he-man could be book of who cares and if could this be is Sir the no. first time that you're listening to us this should tell you yeah the uh comedic I don't know. Yeah, I like mean, the terrible. tempo, it's, the pace. It's fourth the, grade humor. Yes. Middle school humor as we are Welcome always. to the butthole show. Yeah. We say butthole We're every show. We're glad you're here. Show. Yes. Um, a very special to me person and very special to everybody, really. Shannon Westmacott is my sister-in-law. So she's Aww. married to Jamie's brother, Mick. Oh, I who's just very, met Mick yeah. last weekend, yes. right? Yeah. Um, we're both very lovely people. They Mick does not have Jamie's tendencies. Oh, I don't God. think. Yeah, my God, yeah. Jamie, who randomly called your grandma last night, <laughs> idiot, with his shirt off. He was trying to Facetime Megan's grandma with his shirt off, like a perv, a Why? gross perv, because he doesn't know how to work his phone. He was like, "Oh, what is this?" And I then don't know. he was in a hotel room. Yeah oh my god um yeah so shannon thank you so much this is so nice of you to do and i mean really i appreciate your support on everything it is so incredible um megan mac or mick manaman megan mcmanaman megan mcmanaman yeah what a great name what a great great irish name. name it's kind of like megan mcdermott 
It is very similar because yeah. that's where my mouth was going, Megan McDermott. Yeah, so right. Megan M, thank you so much. I'll be sending you some stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sarah Robbins. We had a Megan and a Sarah. Can oh my you even God, believe it? Crazy. Sarah Robbins, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so excited and grateful for you and your support. And Kelly Ryder. A dear friend of Megan's. Who she is is something else. Something else. She's a mother of three hundred. Yes. Um. She never raises her voice. No. She lives in a house that, for I have no idea, is always is somehow it's always clean. Always. Um. She laughs at my jokes. She lets me be a total psycho and um. She's been my one of my best friends forever. For like a million years. For a million years. And we we always say like we're just even more than best friends. We're soulmates. Like you're my best friend. Yeah. I, Sarah, I appreciate when you always say like, all these other people are your soulmate. And but I just sit here in my own diarrhea. Going, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Kelly Ryder is an angel on earth. She is. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, so thanks, Cal. We love you. And I know you. it's hard for you to even listen to this because it's a, a lot of scary death murder. Oh, and she doesn't, she doesn't like, like it. That. She doesn't even like it. But she will support she's me. A decent, I know. She's a decent person, not she is. total garbage like no, us. No. I know. How she loves me, how our souls are twin flames, I'll never know. And for my sister-in-law, Shannon, not only does she have a full-time job where she's in charge of a lot of other people and works a thousand hours, she also is starting her own little cute business for travel. So if you like traveling to places, you know, that are kind of off the beaten path, these cute little hideaways that you can only find maybe in Utah, if you know someone who knows someone, you find this magical town or in Colorado or in California, she has... um it's called Diamond in the Rough. So it's her uh, Instagram is Discover, D-I-T-R. I'll try to do a link to it, but I'm learning how to do all these things. Okay. Because um, you're an old. Yeah. It says getaways with a local vibe. So if you see the Instagram, and of course, it's like the cutest little patterns and like her Instagram stories oh, are like gorgeous it pictures. Beautiful. It's all like of, a real yeah, Instagram page. It's like a real business, unlike ours. It's just buttholes. It is. Um, so what she does is just like it's travel help, travel advice, travel tips. Um, they help you. They have travel packages. It's all this kind of stuff for really cool, unique places that, you know, you really should go see if you don't want to always go to Branson. And don't go to Branson because no, you can't No drink one does. There. Yeah, I know. Come on. I mean, I don't like to go places, so I hope other people do and yeah. will use these services. Yeah, lots of people like to go. They My husband like likes to, to leave and go, and I'm yeah, shut and in. and go places yeah. off the beaten path. Yeah. I just prefer a very beaten path with a lot yeah. of targets and fancy hotels. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Good for her. Thank you. We also had a winner of our bingo. The first one Holy ever. shit. We had our bingo cards up for a year. She is on I know. fire. You this can, girl yeah. is on fire. I was so excited to see it. I had almost forgotten we tried to make bingo cards. And so you can print out these bingo cards and listen to our show. And not only did she get a bingo, but she like just fucking made this amazing 
like she used divorce yes. for I mean, the super stamp creative. and I then know. her bingo was dripping blood. I mean, she so perfect. Is, uh, she might also be a soulmate of she ours. Is. So Tiffany Westland, thank you so much. Oh um, my I'm going to send you a prize pack for being our first bingo winner. Um, and then if we see other bingos, we might just pick random ones to send stickers to. If she people do it. got a bingo listening to Doc Walking Sex Worker. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Remember good one. that one? That's where the friend got diarrhea for 20 minutes oh and the other friend God. was like, where have you been in the ba- why have you been in the bathroom for all this time? What the hell are you doing? She didn't even say a word. No. If you were in the bathroom for 20 minutes, I would be, what was going on and there were always random on the dot randoms yeah. on the dot yeah and that woman came on to that murderer remember she yeah oh, was weird god anyway congrats thank you thank you thank you to our patreons bingo tiffany congrats just wonderful all right what is our glitter the wonderful thing that got us through the week mm-hmm. of shitter do you, you want me to go first yeah you can go first okay well so I asked Sarah if this was too dumb to say, oh, and kind of was she like, yeah, but was no. like, yeah, it is. And then I made her watch a clip and she was like, yep, now it totally is right. too dumb to say. But, um, but I say dumb so, things all the time. So, I mean, you, then you told me what yours was and I was like, this is fine then. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine will be next time. So my, oh, my glitter in the shitter is, uh, for any moms who have littles, you may have watched the show on Disney Plus, but there's a show on Disney. Um, it's a cartoon which features Australian blue healers as the uh, they're the family, and they live in Queensland. Those are dogs, though. For anyone, those who are dogs. Just thinks they're healers, like mystical healers living in the oh no they're not healing people with voodoo they're actual dogs and they have the cutest accents and i have been known to cry at episodes before i can't um my husband and i laugh out loud at them the mom and dad of the family are fucking hysterical and they get just as annoyed with their kids as we get annoyed with ours. And they, the whole show is genius. And I actually joined a fucked up moms for Bluey group on Facebook this week. That's how obsessed I've talked about it before on this podcast. Like I've said, like I wanted to go. Yes. And I've wanted to go to Australia because I love Bluey and oh my God. And then I look for, Australian blue healers because I think I'm going to adapt They're one very for my dog. Excitable. They're too wild, much right. for me. Yeah. yeah, but um I love that other people have them and I love this show. It's f- yeah. my favorite episode if you're looking for any episode you have to watch Double Babysitter. And um then there's also Baby Race which was the one that I bawled my head off. Oh, my. At. Okay. Anyway, oh. So my lame, I'll have a lame one next time. Oh, yours is really good this time? It's meeting Jason Momoa in person. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You dumb whore. <laughs> all right, fine. Bluey or Jason Momoa. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Okay, what is it? Tell us all about this. Um, Just by pure luck again, which my l- luck has been my way. Our way for like the past two weeks, and it's, it's been frightening been, us, giving yeah. us anxiety because well, we and never we, have luck. Yeah, we, we lost Tiffany Sydney. lost. Yeah, yeah Sydney so lost. So that her. was it. Uh, Sydney passed, so our luck ended there. Yeah. 
But we'd been having a series of very good luck. And mm-hmm. so that's never occurred to me. I mean, really ever in my life. Um, ever. So then I'm on Instagram, usually for the podcast, checking something or writing something or answering a message or whatever. And Jason, Momo, of course, I follow him on like every account I have. His yeah. little story popped up new. So I just clicked on it and it just said swipe up t- to join a Zoom with Jason about his new movie that was coming out, which came out yesterday. So this was last week, Friday, a week from mm-hmm. last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that was, six. I don't know, even dates. But <laughs> um, swipe up and enter whatever for a chance to be in this Zoom thing. So I swipe up, put my name, put a question in. Mm-hmm. And it said, okay, you will get a link tomorrow if you are in on the Zoom. So I thought, whatever, you know, and then I checked again 10 minutes later and it was gone. So tons of people must have put their name in. Right. And then the next day I get the link and I got into the Zoom. And so then when the link came, so I know I died. I like died. Yeah. yeah. Then the link came and you had to join in and they were just going to take like the top 80. Right. So I like an hour before I was sitting there in, um, and then I got in. So it was like 80 people. And then it was some woman who, you know, came on first. Yeah. It was- and was talking, yeah, about the movie and then kind of stalling, I'm sure, for him to connect. Yeah. And then ask dumb, I mean, questions about, I don't know, what we thought, or Jason's favorite thing. She said, who would you rather fight, Jason Momoa or the little girl in the movie? I'm like, well, neither, but... I guess Jason, I'm not going to try to beat up the little girl. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I would win okay. the little girl. So I guess if I wanted to win the little girl. Or if yeah. you wanted to feel a yeah, hard body against my you, hand slipped gonna, yes. on his groinal area. Yes, his groinal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that it was, everyone was mm-hmm. like, and so then I'm looking at the other faces, you know, that are in there. There were some men, um, and some women that were in tears, <gasps> just in tears. They were so excited in tears. No. And every single one, homely as the day is long. We all looked like a bunch of just homely, pathetic <laughs> weirdos. And then Jason comes on and by God, like, I mean, it was, again, too surreal, like talking mm-hmm. to Jason Matheson, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. too surreal for me to like acknowledge it in the right. present you know because i like got it and luck got me into this and of course my question right. didn't get asked he answered like four questions it was like super short like 15 yeah. minutes he here he like hollywood people are a different i mean obviously different genetics but i think they have a different human gna or dna not gna or, <laughs> they look <laughs> i mean he here he's just his regular self i'm sure he was just has no mate hollywood makeup or anything mm-hmm. has like a hat on a regular shirt looks about as handsome and as perfection as a human person could absolutely look on a zoom where everyone looks like a butthole yeah where we're like trying to do the yeah. please help my well, face yeah we moved touch over up the my touch face. up as yeah. far as it could for ours right i thought that they're not human they're not that's why they're because you look at jason and then you look at all of us 80 fuckers Mm -hmm. we looked like gargoyles that crawled out from under a fairy tale bridge (laughs) and a creature gonna ask him like three riddles so that he can cross a bridge and then we troll our way back under 
It's like all these ugly people he's staring he's at. He's trying really hard to yeah. keep smiling, even though he's terrified. Oh my God, he was horrified. <laughs> like, are these what regular people look like? He's been in Hollywood. I mean, he's married to Lisa Bonet. No, that's all he, he looks at. He looks at Lisa Bonet all day, and then he looks at a regular woman and shits his pants. <laughs> my God. And then every other word out of his mouth was, fuck, uh, shit. And I loved it that he just didn't oh, give two yeah. shits and swore. And yeah. then he was just, I mean, he was super upbeat and friendly and, I mean, really, seemed really nice. So I'm, I'm sure in his hundredth presser of the day, you know. The time of your life. Yeah, it was great. I thought, oh. So I took some pictures. Maybe I'll put those on. I snuck pictures. But then at the end, they said he made like a face and it said, everybody can take a picture of him. So then we could. I yeah. Mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, I still didn't meet him in person. Still, he probably never even saw my face. But I was a step closer in you my were. goal. A step closer. One step closer. I'm so happy for yeah. you. It was a big deal. Good Christ. That was good. <laughs> So that was my glitter in the shitter for this week. Good one. So we have Bluey and yeah. Jason Momoa. Which one's better, y'all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're probably only going downhill from here. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Just be prepared. All right. We um, have another new show. Mm-hmm. This one I really did want to watch because it just sounds fucked. And it's called Swamp Murders. Some of you I know have watched this because you have even said, like, watch Swamp Murders or whatever. Yeah. Um, I accidentally watched this one day um, at a girls weekend at Breezy Point, and I was hungover. And so, of course, we started drinking again and had momo- yeah. mimosas. We See? had mimosas. God damn it. Mimosas. And uh, this just happened to be on. And so I watched several yeah. of these. But this one... They're reenactments, mm-hmm. so that's good. And not a high budget, so nope. that's good. No. Nope. This one was season one, episode... Thir- no, what was Three. it? Three. Three. Gospel Girl. Yeah. So not Gossip Girl no. with Blake Lively. It's not her. Gospel Girl. Gospel. As in... Singing the gospel singing at church. Singing the gospel. She was a singer in church. Yeah. Yeah. So this is foreign to Sarah. Yeah. But I don't know about any of that stuff. <laughs> but this one was good because it's 1980. And uh-huh. we haven't done in 1980. And I couldn't even stand it when I saw all the movies and TV shows. And it just brought me back to when... You would have pop rocks and pour them into your mouth and mm-hmm. have your mouth wide open to your friend as stuff is popping around. Mm-hmm. Your gross pig and you wore your, well, it was way before your parachute pants mm-hmm. and your zippered shirts, but God, it was a great year. 1980 was fun. Do you, yeah. what did you, do you want me to do music right now? The cat hair on this microphone I'm sorry, is insane. I just, I, it makes me feel I like I'm growing a beard, but yeah. it, I'm sorry. It's absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. Start us off with some okay. lively tunes from so 1980. So here's some lively tunes. The number one song of the year was Kami. Oh, Blondie? Yep. I don't even know the words to that song. She just screams. I just know Kami. Yeah. The second number... What am I the trying second to number say? one? The second number two <laughs> was uh probably my least favorite song of all time. Oh and, my and my least favorite band. Oh jeez. 
Um, another brick in the wall, part two, Pink Pink Floyd. Floyd. I can't stand it. I've never understood why people love Pink Floyd. I'm sorry if you do. I still love you. Thank you for listening. Um, but I have never found any joy in listening to Pink Floyd. Okay. Uh, the third song of the year was you got to believe we are magic it's olivia newton john y'all um the number four song i can keep this up all day um is i I wanna rock with you yes okay tell me about olivia i mean olivia i was obsessed with the first grease and then i loved it the second i know you did so Uh much but the first grease i remember watching it like because this was the year we must have gotten HBO, like the year 81 or something, because half of these movies I saw a thousand times on HBO. And you didn't have that. Again, so that's nope. why you wouldn't see nope. any of these. Nope. Um, but I remember watching Grease and Olivia singing her um, Hopelessly Devoted to You. Yeah. And I remember thinking, one day she's going to die and that's going to be the saddest day of my <gasps> life. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why did I think that? And now I don't give two shits. <laughs> when Olivia does I pass know. on, I'm gonna. Say, we're all gonna have to say it. That's like on the Facebook. It will be the saddest. I thought that because I loved her that much. I had her physical record and played it in the garage over and over. Mm. Oh, and Michael's yeah. thriller. <clears throat> okay, uh, so then the number five song is do that to me one more time once is never enough because i am a slut just joking just joking her name is tenille and that was her captain yes what i thought and then the number six song um is uh, i went from my least favorite band to probably my favorite band of all time and my dad and i will fight anyone who says any differently the pointer sisters (laughs) (laughs) good guess the man who can do who could do no wrong queen oh freddie mercury the best singer ever um they had crazy little little thing called love sorry i i God damn it. Um, But 1980, I mean, I could sing every single song. I love it. I could go on and on forever. Um, There's Kenny Loggins. There's fucking Kenny Rogers. This is my favorite Kenny Rogers song of all time. Oh, Kenny, too, I love. The Coward of the County. Do you know that song? Yes, I know that one. Yeah. That's not one of my favorites. Oh, my God. Mm. It tells a story, and no. they come and rape his wife, and then he goes well, in and just fucking an takes everybody down. Song you listen to. I listened to his ones from Six Pack. But he also sang with Kim Carnes. Don't fall in oh, that's love a great one. with the dream. I like that one. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So many good ones, you guys. Yeah. 1980. When you could just... Be in your kitchen, drinking your tab, turn on your radio on the counter, and the Kenny comes yep. on. Yes. And it's a new song. And then we were calling Nut Bar. And then you would break prank. for the rookie on yeah. our CB. And I would be pranking somebody. Yes. I'm going to open this Prosecco All now, right, everyone. It's going to pop. Okay, keep talking. What was happening right. in the 80s? Woo! Ni- 1980 had movies that are ingrained in my childhood okay. psyche. I can't wait. All right? See if so I know them. Abs- okay. well, Will I not half- know them? Okay. No, you'll know half. Um, and the half you know are wonderful. 
All right. First off, my friend Stacy, who lives in North Dakota. This is Stacy, um, who you called her dad. Uh, this is the one I called yeah. her dad and would I prank at on her the driveway. Should have washed yep, it. Yep. I shit on the dining room table yep. again and left messages at her dad's work. Yep. As her. Um, her favorite movie is The Blue Lagoon. With Brooke Shields. With Brooke Shields and Christopher Atkins about two children that end up stranded with an yeah. old man for yeah. a long time yeah. on an island. Yeah. The old man dies horribly or something. And then the two children um, screw and pork. And then they have a baby. And then she has a baby. They? And they build a very luxurious um, house out of sticks. It's better than my house. How did they do that? I don't know how they knew things. Um, I guess the old man taught them. No, I mean, State is Stacey's dying now because she's saying it's not my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we would watch it and make fun of it because it was on HBO eight hundred times and I had HBO. I think time. I watched it at my cousin and it was Jake's, dirty, yeah, because it was all na- yeah. Brooke Shields was like twelve and naked in the whole thing. And why did nineteen eighty? Of course yeah. she was beautiful, but why? Why did we have so many naked children in movies in the eighties? Naked women, ch- naked girl children. Why? And then Brooke Shields was in a movie where she was a hooker at pervs. twelve. Yeah, well, Jodie pervs. Jodie Foster oh, too. God yes. damn it! Um, and then of course Friday the Thirteenth, the classic, yeah, scary movie. I don't know that I've ever watched the whole. It, the first thing. one is unique because Jason with the hockey mask does not is not the killer. It is his mother. Mm. because he went to camp and drowned and she went back and killed the counselors because they were irresponsible and then it kind of started from there being jason but i thought he was dead he is dead but he comes back to life every time and kills people Mm. Mm. i don't know i guess he's magical i don't get it um again one of the greatest movies of all time in my opinion empire strikes back i love empire strikes back where leia and han fall in love you know that Darth Vader is spoiler alert. Okay, Luke Skywalker's father. This is the third, right? No, god damn second. it! Jesus, Return H of the Christ. Jedi is the third one. Yes, Empire is the second, second one. because the Han white ends things. Up in the, yes, in the thing, Frozen. The white things yes, with the at ads. What? That's what those are with the yes. legs. Yeah. Okay. Imperial okay. walkers. God damn it. What are they um, called? Imperial walkers. Yes, imperial walkers. walkers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is an Got excellent it. Empire Strikes Back. Excellent movie. And again, it is was ingrained in my childhood. Where you imagine a time, Youngs, where Han Solo is trapped in this carbonite stuff and frozen. You don't even know if he's going to live. Leia's crying. Luke, we don't even know. He's got his hand cut off and he's fucked up. And then you had to wait three years mm-hmm. to see what happened. You mm-hmm. could not go to Netflix and just do next episode. Mm-hmm. You had to wait three mm-hmm. years and then see it in the goddamn theater. Mm-hmm. And do you understand what it was like? No, the youngs don't. No. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And then you did not have a fucking VCR no. and you couldn't ever watch it again. You mm-hmm. saw it in the theater and it was gone from you forever. Mm-hmm. Until, until you could get... rent it. Well, I know. Yeah. Until that came along. But that technology didn't exist. Yeah. So half the movie, you, when you went to before that, you knew you wouldn't see it again. Even though we were on a farm, we did have a VCR and we yeah. did have 
tape. Lottie da. Lottie freaking da. And then other movies like Caddyshack. That's in everybody's psyche. How Uh many people quote Caddyshack Uh all the time? A thousand people quote Caddyshack. Everyone who goes to a pool says there's a poop baby Ruth in the pool. And you do that lame joke. You don't because you don't ever see things. The Shining. (laughs) The Shining with Jack Nicholson. And he cut everyone would say, here's Johnny and scream into their room and, you know, be Jack Nicholson. Um, from The Shining, which the book is a thousand times yeah, better. Just read so the book. Bad. It's terrible. I just watched the movie like a couple of years ago and it was so dumb. Um, two with Christopher Reeve. Superman 2, which I love so much because that's when Lois finds out that Clark, Clark Kent, Kent is, is Superman and they do it and they fall in <gasps> love. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't think I watched He takes it. her to his ice palace and they do it. No. I, and then, I bet I was banned from watching yeah, probably because you don't I was know only if he's f- weighing i was only four <laughs> well yeah i guess he wouldn't um and then he was in somewhere in time which i just told asked you about when we were at the pool is it like do you ever see somewhere in time that's where no. he falls in love with this actress old timey he goes to a hotel and he falls in love with an old timey um, actress in a painting and he uses hypnosis and he self-hypnotizes himself to travel back in time and meet her and she's jane seymour, jane seymour! I just looked yeah, it up. Yeah, and they fall in love. That was on HBO all the time, and I watched it a thousand times somewhere in time. And then you forget about it, and then you see somewhere in, somebody said something in the pool, and I remembered somewhere in time. When you're talking about old hickory. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we found out it was horrible. Andrew Jackson yeah, was old hickory. We, we thought, thought it was that someone was else. I mean, that's we talk about we old presidents problems. when we're in the pool. Of course we do. And then a movie that Jamie and I actually agree to Christopher and love. Plummer was also yes. in Somewhere in Time. Everyone needs to watch Somewhere in Time. <gasps> I don't know where you can find it, but it was fabulous. And he and there, it's so romantic. Oh, and it's he's Christopher Lee. He's handsome. so handsome and wonderful. Yes. And she's so beautiful. Oh, oh Somewhere in Time. We watched, Jamie and I both loved, and I watched it probably 500 times to where I had it memorized. And my dad loved it too, is Popeye with Robin Williams. Yes! And you watched it! I watched it! In, in a it theater! A, in yes! a theater! And it was a musical, and he sang, and Robin, I just was fell it in Shelley love. Duvall, all of us? Yes! Oh my God, I loved it so much. And at the end, she was in that that barrel and that octopus is trying to get her. Yeah. And then Popeye saves her. Yep. Oh, geez. Yep. I did. My mom and dad took me to a movie theater to see that nine to five. I mean, what can you say? Nine to five. Nine. Dolly. You can't say anything. Jane. Yeah. And, uh, why can't I think of her name when I know it? She does. Yeah. No, no, that's not, not her. It's Lily no, Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Yeah. She did the I'm whatever. She's sat in the chair. Yes. Edith Ann. Is Edith the name. Ann. Edith Ann is the name of our victim in this week's episode. I knew it was Edith. Yes. But, oh. Edith Ann. Edith Ann. I, I mean, 9 to, to 5 is so good. And yeah. I used to always say F heart. Remember when Lily Tomlin, she's showing Dolly around and she says, Franklin Hart may be the boss, but he'll always be F Hart. <laughs> I remember laughing so hard. Oh God. Urban Cowboy was that year? No. Sissy. Texas Bud and Texas Sissy on their license plates in their truck? No. Oh. I stared. He was such a dick in that movie, John You guys, Travolta. I, okay, my mom and dad took me to that movie, How Scandalous, because they were very yeah. protective. Okay. But they took me, that was a, they took us to a drive in movie theater. For Urban Cowboy? Yes. Oh. So they, I'm sure, just wanted to see it. And they were like, what the fuck? We have kids. So we'll just hope they fall asleep in the back seat. Do you think for one second? No. 
I fell asleep because I was staring. John Travolta at is beautiful. A, I, Maggie, John yeah, Travolta. And then my dad got the album, the record, of course. and I would play it over oh, and would over you two-step? and stare at oh. John Travolta's face. I was in love with him. I know. I was too because of Greece. And there were Boz Skag songs on yeah. that. I know. Another soundtrack. speaking of John Travolta, Xanadu. With Dear the Olivia, roller the roller skating movie with Gene Kelly was actually in it too. No, he was. Yes, he was. She dances with Gene Kelly. I don't believe that. Um, it was a terrible movie, but it's a, an amazing like musical that was going around for a while. All right, oh here God, once he made was a, in yes. it. Yes. Hmm. Um, Watcher in the Woods was no. a Disney movie that scared no. the shit out of me. So it had Lauren Lynn Holly Johnson who was in um what's the ice skating ice castles where she's the ice skater who goes blind and then she still learns to ice skate but she's a blind ice skater. <laughs> ice castles is one of the best movies ever. Marnie is listening and Marnie will know. Marnie knows ice castles. <laughs> but she was in ice castles. She becomes a blind ice skater. <laughs> And Kyle Richards from yeah, she was in every Disney movie as a kid though yeah from the Housewives. Watch it's about Betty Davis was in it and it's about this couple who moves in they're like this family that moves into the woods and then there's some scary ass woman in like some old burned down church and it was horrifying and then someone goes blind. Well, no, that's Ice oh. Castles. Lynn oh. Holly Johnson was also in Ice Castles. Oh, what movie were you? The Watcher about? in the Woods. Oh, the Watcher. <laughs> Everyone my age saw it and it scared them. I never saw it. Was it was terrible. It was like the occult and Betty Davis was trying to like switch out Holly, Lynn Holly for her child. It was weird. Angelica Houston? Yeah. Mm. And then there was a movie Alligator I remember watching all the time where someone had a pet alligator and they flushed it down their toilet and he ended up in the sewer eating genetically engineered rats and it became a huge alligator and he escaped and he ate a bunch of people in the city stop it with this nonsense what were normal people watching that in 1980 on tv yeah of course was dallas and then dukes yep dukes i can't yeah yeah i love dukes well i liked luke more than bo because luke was smart and bo was dumb and what did uncle Uncle jesse a moonshiner or something what do you do none of them have a fucking job um what do they do for jobs yeah they were moonsh i thought i don't know uncle jesse i don't know uh, love boat was fabulous charo was on every week you loved tom wopat or you loved john schneider tom wopat i liked luke because he was no i love john schneider i felt like he would be the one that would get you out of a jam no but tom wopat is a handsome he is a fox yes he aged well yeah he did little house too close for comfort which i loved because i loved the daughter's apartment downstairs had the rainbow paint on the wall oh i thought you were gonna say you loved the neighbor who monroe Monroe. (laughs) i loved monroe i knew you would my god heart to heart of course Mm -hmm. fantasy island Mm -hmm. with mr rourke and tattoo scared me scared the shit out of me facts of life Love Chips, Knox Landing, Happy Love Days, it. Magnum, Jefferson's. Happy Days is so great. Um, people were saying who shot JR, yep. asking for Grey Poupon, which I did. Yeah. That was always funny because yep. it's poop in it. Yep. Um, Charles and Diana got married that year. Oh, my God. In 1980? Yes. Yep. 
John Lennon was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Mount St. Helens erupted, 1980. Fuck, That's what I said in the pool, too. Was it you who said the wrong year? And I said, that was 1980. Like a total dork I did. Because Mount St. Helens I don't know. We were talking erupted. probably about Old Hickory again. <laughs> <laughs> we had a long conversation about Old Hickory. I don't remember that, but I don't know. Jesus. We were hammered. Anyway, 1980 was a good year, I think. Oh, my God. We spent so much time on the beginning. Sorry. Sorry. The murder isn't too complicated, but it's ridiculous. And actually, spoiler alert. Yeah. This one fits our MO, but... but, I mean, squeezes in by the butthole. Squeezes in by... Yes. Um, Yeah. By a butthole hair. Yeah. By a hair. Yep. Uh, swamp murders. Okay, we're going to start September twenty third, nineteen eighty. We're in Dulac, Louisiana. Louisiana, however you, they I say. I can't it. say it. No. So we get the whole like they show you eight hundred scenes of a swamp with snakes and swamp shit and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. and the intro narrator says no one would be out here, which makes it the perfect place to kill someone. Which it would be. And then you see works. a girl thrashing yeah. around in the water and there's a guy in a leather jacket. And then we then it says on the screen, four days later, three fishermen, of course, are out in the bayou. I, I don't know why you'd go in swamp infested, bug infested. Well, because they just said infested. no one wants to be out there, but yeah. there are fucking people everywhere. Yeah. Um, they go out and then they find the body. And this was clearly a mannequin, not an actress. Because the body was stick still and clearly a mannequin painted like a bluish purple and it was floating on top of the water like they had some sort of table in the water. (laughs) And it was like what I I, I'm fascinated not by the body but by the body is on top of the water like her like a Jesus. Yes. Walking on the water. Um, So it was odd. Uh, her body so these three fishermen of course are out they find a body in the swamp which has to stink and be bloated and be just foul right but they don't care they probably don't care no well they call the police so they must have cared oh, yeah, that's right the body was partially eaten by crabs crustaceans crawfish yep, that's why you that's never eat said. that shit because they eat dead bodies. They eat all sorts of dead. They're the roaches of the sea. I really like. I know you do. The, I love seafood. Okay. And she was especially partially seafood. submerged in there for clearly a couple of days. But then um, when they pulled her out in the show, she just had like weird. They just put red on her face. Yeah. yeah. Red splotches well, on her face. Don't but, have the makeup budget for a. Well, then they should have just body. taken her face off because yeah. it said she got eaten. Yeah. And that it was in disarray. She was fucking. Yeah. Yeah torn up um what the police notice when they get there is that her hands have marking markings on them so they were, she was clearly tied up at the wrist which is no mm-hmm. longer her hands are free but she does have a white scarf around her neck and a mm-hmm. nylon cord around her neck and the nylon cord rope is attached to a cinder block which obviously was thrown in there to like drown her and hold her right. under which didn't work for shit clearly <laughs> Nope. The thing that really gets it going to solve her case, though, is a tiny little clue of a white dove single earring in one ear. And that wouldn't have meant anything to me. But since the detectives are street smart, she loves birds, birds or or maybe baptism or because the dove. Right. 
is a baptism sure. thing in church. Or she just got those earrings for free at a swap meet. Maybe. Yeah. But she just <laughs> had one earring. And what that means in Louisiana <laughs> is that she was in a motorcycle gang. Who would have known? They did. But sure one did. dove earring in one ear means you're in a motorcycle gang. I don't think they had that on Sons of Anarchy, but they could have. I don't know. Why didn't they? I've never watched Now, what it. if you have, let's say, um, a JR earring in one ear? Are you a member of the Dallas fan club? Or I believe so. If you have some sort of ET earring in an ear, are South you a nerd gang? Um, and a nerd gang? Yeah. What if you have a books bl- in one ear? Are you a reader nerd? A bluey? A bluey? You're ear? a weird nerd? I don't know. We should start. We need to start a one earring gang. Ear yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Body is sent to the medical examiner. And of course, because she was found naked, of course, her clothing had been removed. Um, it wasn't just torn off like she was completely naked. So she didn't even have shreds on. They checked for sexual assault. None Nothing. was found. Now, the cause of death seemed pretty obvious because she had that stuff wrapped around her neck. And it ended up being strangulation because no bullet wounds were found, no stab wounds were found, anything like that. Um, so then we have a reenactment of the cop going around talking to various uh, motorcycle gangs in the area of Dula, area of Dulac. <laughs> <laughs> do like Louisiana. The motorcycle gang men were all just wearing straight black. They looked like hipsters. They did. All of them looked like bar, a beer brewery hipsters. They did not they look did. like a rough motorcycle gang no. from the 1980 at no. all. No, except that they were wearing shirts with no sleeves. Hipsters yeah. oftentimes wear like a maybe a shirt. Well, they're usually a flannel yeah, button right. down or something. So that was the only difference. Right. It they did not try in the wardrobe or the look or the age. They 80s didn't look even have tattoos all. or anything. It was nothing. They looked like no. a bunch of wangs that you could just kick in the balls and they would fall to the ground. Like Abercrombie models. Yeah. Like Abercrombie, who they put yes. A absolutely leather foolery. vest on. Yep. And so the dumbass cop just goes, Do you know anything about this woman's death that's missing? Of course a motorcycle gang is gonna say no and tell him to get fucked. Right. But I guess you gotta try. I mean you had to try. So, of course, they're talking to all these motorcycle gangs in the area and getting nowhere because they're not talking about anything. So they just have nothing. They still can't ID the body. So they do the grossest thing ever. I don't even understand this. there's no DNA, right? No, there's no DNA at this time. And they're just kind of fucked as far as forensics. They saw off her hands. They show the Emmy with a saw grinding through her wrist and they sent put it in a goddamn bag and they sent it to the fbi in the washington dc because they can fingerprint it and put it in a computer can't you fingerprint it there and put it in a computer i thought the or at least just fingerprint it and send the fingerprints to washington why are you sending her fucking hands jesus you don't have to cut off her hands Uh. oh my lord but did they? And they saw it. They like showed the sign. Sawing it off. Like, <laughs> what do you tell to her family when she's finally ID'd? They're like, why the hell are her hands sawn off? I'm sorry, ma'am. We saw them off. Instead of, oh, we should have fingerprinted it first and sent the paper. Well, I don't know. Maybe they needed the ex hands. 
maybe there were a bunch of perverts in the FBI then in 1980 and they were doing weird stuff with the hands. Ew. Dirty things. <laughs> yes. Well, the FBI did their job uh, well, I guess. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And they got a match right away. It was Edith West. Mm-hmm. I can't with that name, Edith. Okay, well, I have a lot of things to say about all the names. I can't with this. that name. Edith. All of the names in this are fucked. Yeah. And that name, Edith. It's Edith isn't even pretty for olden times. Edith. It can't be. It can't. Yeah. I mean, and if your name is Edith and you listen, we then it's the most beautiful <laughs> name we've How ever How do we heard. love that name? But that's what, Edith West, I guess, is better than Northwest. Well, Edith was 23. And she had an angelic voice. Let's, let's yeah. find out about her life before the murder. Well, yes. She lived actually 500 miles away. What the hell? She was in. She lived in Cullman, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Who was where which has apparently been, there were tons of motorcycle gang members there too. Yeah, and it's been in the news this week, which I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and it has some dark, dark history. Look of it being up, dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Cullman is a small town in Alabama with thirteen thousand people about, and it says it's a rural conservative church-going town. And I wrote what. <laughs> Oh, I'm shocked. In the south? Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> um, so the reason they could identify Edith so quickly is that she had actually been fingerprinted before a few months earlier on a public intoxication charge. Edith. Which I mean, we're if they still do that, we're getting that someday too, I'm oh, sure. Oh, for sure. But that goes against what we learned about her upbringing. Yes. All right. Edith had a father called J.W., very much a Southern name. I mm-hmm. like that. J.W. Mm-hmm. McElroy. Edith was... It, it harkens J.R. Yes, very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Edith was the oldest of fucking eight kids. I know. I know. Eight? Eight children. We actually lot. get to meet her brother, Greg, who was 12 at the time of her death. Greg overheard J.W. on the phone getting the news that Edith had been identified and found dead in Dulac, Louisiana. (laughs) And he said his dad was very sad and cried. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense. That sure does. Then we also meet Carol, Carol McLeroy. McElroy. McElroy. (laughs) McElroy. McLeroy. McElroy. Oh shit! And she is Edith's stepmother. Why? Because God, <laughs> we damn, don't know. No, her goddamn mother yes. run off. Ran, she she ran actually away. did run yep, off yep. and left all her kids yep. and her husband. That was bullshit. What the hell? But I guess if I had eight kids, all under the age of ten, she took, took off. off. She run off. So we see Carol. Carol. Um, I wrote. Oh dear. Yep. She has very long gray hair. Yep. She has oval, like... Tiny um, glasses. Tiny oval glasses. Kind of like uh, uh, Eliza Jane from Little yes. House. Yes, Very much, if yep. you know Eliza Jane. Um, I just wrote words, just don't describe Carol. She has a very Southern accent. Very poor grammar. Yeah, absolutely. And usage. But I think I liked that's her. To, I mean... 
That's maybe just the dialect. Is that right? Maybe the dialect of the area. I mean, we sound like fools to people. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, So like I said, the, uh, Edith was the oldest of eight children. And when she was 10, so she had seven siblings under her at 10, her mother left. Carol came along, stepped right in, took over. Now I'm curious. We don't hear about the mom. Did the Mm -hmm. mom run off? Or was there something involving the husband and freaking Carol swooping in very shortly after the mom disappeared? Who knows? I don't know. They didn't go into details, but I'm curious. And I think she was just couldn't. She, she probably couldn't, couldn't deal. and I and I understand. No, Gary, not Gary. I was going to call him Gary, but it's Greg, the brother, who's now an adult, and we see him talking. He's doing an interview. Okay, so every time they are do they yeah. like put the video of the brothers' interviews. Yeah, is he a fucking werewolf? Why is there a moon? The moon he in must the background. Be a, werewolf. a bayou? I, no, he's not even in the bayou. Bayou werewolf. I don't understand. I feel because swamp. Sometimes you go into swamps at night and do some sort of witchcraft, and the moon has to be full. But why couldn't he just be in his house? I don't know. It's fair. They had. Well, did you see Carol? It was in the middle of a swamp in her background. Yeah. She was closer up though. So yeah. sometimes you were only looking at her. Like with him, there was always that moon. Yeah. Yeah, he was a like werewolf. Like he's going, ow, ow. Yeah. He was a werewolf. He explained that church was huge in their family. It was a very religious household. They went to church all the time. The Baptist church was like right next door. They were there all the time. But that's where we get the beautiful voice of Edith, who had an angelic voice and would sing Amazing Grace around the house. And then she joined the church choir. And then Um, for any of you who actually can sing, when you watch the video, she changes keys about 90 times as they're doing the Amazing Grace. So, the reenactment girl wasn't as good. And I was like, ah, but yep, they were singing. They loved, you know, Amazing Grace and Laundry. Right. They were doing, they would sing as they folded their clothes. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very, very strict Mm -hmm. household. And Edith didn't care none for that. No. In fact, she started being real naughty and sneaking out of her goddamn house at night. How dare she? At one point, JD or JW caught her and they're fighting and she's like saying, ah, you know, screaming, you never let me have any fun. And he's screaming at her how embarrassing he is that she's such a naughty whore or whatever. Um, JW and Carol get tired of Edith's fucking shit and her disobedience and they take her to a group home. No. What in the hell? With one lone pastor man with a in pervert charge. pastor. God no. damn it. No. Can't you just like put her in another room without a fucking window and lock her door? Or I don't know. God damn it. You don't drop your kid off at a group home with a weird purse. No. Oh, you do not. The preacher kept Edith on a short leash and maybe short leash means pervert stuff. Ew. She was very occupied in her time with church duties and domestic duties. What in the hell? 
I would be so mad. I would be traumatized. I would just say, fuck you to my parents. Mm -hmm. And I would say, fuck you to the preacher and not understand why my mom left me, why my family, my dad and my stepmom are abandoning me. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. My God, the poor girl. I know. Oh, and so she starts sneaking out at the group home. Right. Well, of course, she stays out until dawn. She comes back in. Then all of a sudden, the preacher just like got a fucking footloose screams at her that she's a bad influence on all the other girls there yep. what the hell how many other girls are here i don't know why are you just in a small town dropping off your daughters at this perv's house this what is going on seems like a recipe for disaster i tried dropping rachel off at some group home and they wouldn't let me do it <laughs> oh jeez, that was my house sarah yeah. oh yeah so- <laughs> So it wasn't going to, we weren't going to do her none good. Nope. They kick her out of the goddamn group home. So now Edith thinks I've, I've been kicked out of a fucking church Mm -hmm. group home. Like what, how would you feel about yourself? You would feel so lost and be angry and be like, I just want to go have friends. You fucking dicks. I don't know. She (laughs) took off for weeks, disappeared. They didn't know where she was. Right. She comes back right before her 17th birthday. So she's still just 16 years old. Carol describes it as Edith just comes back. She's bouncing. She's happy. She, she's just like herself. And, but she's wearing clothes of Paul Bunyan's. Apparently. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I couldn't figure this out. Oh, so naughty. Oh, look at the um, dots. Yes, they're starting to be naughty. Yep. So, um, and then Edith says, can you take in my clothes? And Carol says... I don't think them could be took up enough. I still don't understand the scene. Because first, then I thought she was going to say like, I'm pregnant, mama. And I need some help. She was just wearing fucking giant clothes. Yeah. And they were so big that Carol was like, you can't even take them well, in and Why didn't she wear different clothes? Why did she change your shirt, bitch? Fuck, I'm not sewing this. I know. I don't get it. But Edith was there Moms with Moms need a, to stand up for I know, this bullshit. Say, why, no, I'm where not have you sewing. Been? Where to, have you been yes. for weeks? And why are you wearing these fucked up clothes? I'm not sewing shit for you. Edith was not alone. She was there with a man on a motorcycle, a Harley. And it was not Jax Teller again. The only man you run off with on a Harley... Or whatever Jack's had, I don't know. It's Jack's Teller from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. No other man you do this for okay. at all. He's the only one that's worth it. Every okay. other man that rides up on a bike, you say, get lost, piss face. Okay. And then you walk away. Remember that guy who murdered the sister of the... Remember, he was on a Harley. Well, we've, I, we've everyone we've talked about that had a bike was yeah. a killer. yeah. And they were not Jax Teller, but Jax Teller was also a killer, too. So Um, Greg Brother describes the man having long hair and a beard and looking just like, quote, quote, Grizzly Adams. So, again, not Robert Redford. He was howling at the moon. Yeah. Grizzly Adams. If you bring a date home to your family or friends and they say he looks like Grizzly Adams, that's when you say, oh, gee, you find someone else. Was Robert Redford Grizzly Adams? He was Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, is that different? That's when he was mountain mountain man. Because when he was a mountain man, he was. He looked sexy, but Grizzly Adams is. Who who raised. Is he the one that raised the goddamn Ben, the bear? And he had the bear that he was his domestic partner was the bear ben <laughs> do, you, do you 
Well, I mean, it looked and out. Grizzly Adams lived in a cabin with a bear, and they were Who a partnership. Is I Grizzly believe. Adams? That's what I'm looking up right now. And Keep they going. went to the dances together and such. That was his partner. Mm. Who had the bear? Ben. Um. So the motorcycle jacket and stuff. He looked like an older boy. Carol says, "Who is that?" Edith did not say anything. She just took off again on the back of the bike. Okay. The boyfriend, though, his name was Archie West. But friends called him what? Possum. His name was Possum. Okay, but I thought it was even worse before because she was Edith and he was Archie. Oh, shit. I didn't even Just like think all of that. The family. Oh, my God. Edith and Archie, and they were. Na, is, na, yeah. na, 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 na. <laughs> Called everybody meathead. So this is a case where pot being called possum is a plus. Yeah. Holy hell. Possum, even though he looked like Grizzly Adams, was a 21 year old biker and he didn't have no job. Right. Shocking. Right. Shocking. Right. What Edith had been doing all these nights that she was sneaking out of her home and group home is she had been going to biker bars and getting hammered and doing God knows what. And it's there that she met Archie. Mm -hmm. Archie is the leader of his own motorcycle Mm -hmm. gang. Police now have a new lead in trying to find where the hell Archie is. They talk to Carol and JW Detectives learned that when Edith was 18, she moved in with Archie, which was not far away. Then we see a reenactment of this living room. It's completely gross and it has an enormous Confederate flag on the wall. I know. Did they really need that in the reenactment? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure they had one. I mean, that was we watched Dukes. It had a Confederate flag car, but I mean. It really did. I can't believe. I know. I know. It was shameful. They were drinking tons of beers and just like gross slobs that never had any job. And I've, how do you even afford the flag and the beers without a job? Where are you getting this money? And they're probably stealing. They stole things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edith was happy because she felt like she had a brand new family that cared for her in this biker gang, Archie's biker gang. And so she really kind of wanted to belong. They show reenactment Archie. And I wrote, he looks like a long haired Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. He's not a handsome man. No. And I kind of have an affinity for motorcycle guys. I don't know what what it is. I just... My husband is the exact opposite of one. Like, has not a tattoo. No. Would never be caught dead riding a motorcycle. Like, wears golf clothes and... Yeah. But something... Because it's a bad boy sexiness that... It's like my Dally Winston, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. What then occurs is Archie and Edith. (laughs) (laughs) Now you'll not meet head. I know. Um, Traveled around a lot in their motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Again, with what cash? They just partied town to town, moved Mm -hmm. around, and fucking Carol and JW tell police they did this for about six years. What in the hell? We're all dumbasses for thinking we have to just stay in one place. I guess. Well, in 1980, you could redo your identity. You could just move to a new town and say a new name. Your driver's license was a fucking cardboard piece of paper with no picture. (laughs) You could just draw one out. 
You could totally move and start over anywhere. My God. And everything. I mean, I guess you didn't make it. You made $3 an hour. But I mean, my God, you could actually afford to live, I'm sure. Kind of. Maybe. I don't know. Cripes. They show Arthur, <laughs> Possum and Edith um, leaning on a wall in the reenactment. And Edith is literally drinking out of a brown paper bag. Yeah. Do people really do that? Or is that just something dumb like TV did for bums? Like... <laughs> That was your malt liquor, I think. Why don't you just take it out of the goddamn bag? I don't know. I don't know. That's was weird. Cool to do? I'm no, not I don't sure. get it. Her parents now have no idea where she is or where she was. They didn't know her. Obviously, I mean, she was dead in Louisiana. They had no idea. They were worried about her, but I want to be like, were you, though? Were you? Um, <laughs> before she had died, Edith actually popped back home in early 1980. She told her parents, um, surprise, I'm married to Possum. I'm Mrs. Possum. And they um, were like, yeah. oh, girl. And then she told them that she was going to go somewhere to Louisiana. And eat, And then this is where Carol said, Edith Ann, what you going to do in Louisiana? But what was she doing in any other place, yeah. Carol? Right. God damn it. And then I wrote, Edith Ann, that was Lily Tomlin you did where she sat in the goddamn mm-hmm. chair and she was on like Sesame Street and stuff doing that. Yeah, how did I know about it? It must have been Sesame it's, again, Street. Again, in your psyche yeah. somewhere, your memory. It was from the one, my channel too. I got PBS. What Archie had planned to do was that he and his crew of unlearned degenerates were going to go down to Homa, Louisiana. That was my dog. That was your dog. Yeah, they're just wrestling. Now. Okay. Okay. And they were just going to join and work on an offshore oil rig with no experience. Maybe you didn't need any and just make a ton of money because I'm sure they were watching Dallas. Of course. Yes. So they go down to Homa, Louisiana. Um, after um, Edith leaves, I forgot to say, and gifted Carol with a pair of earrings and a hug. And Carol teared up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she did. She was like, they're, yeah. them are beautiful, honey. Right. Bye. Um, and then po- she yeah. said bye. Police, so after all this, police now know, okay, let's, she moved to Louisiana. That's probably why she was found in that Louisiana swamp 500 miles away. They have a town name now. Now, So they go to Homa, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to get information on a possum and his crew. <laughs> yep. And weeks go by. And word gets around to the police that there was an Alabama biker gang hanging out there in a shop. Oh, my God. Here we go. We got the cat. Oh, my God. The cat's on Um, on the table. There's a shop that Mike Brown worked at. It's a Harley Davidson Mm -hmm. shop and repair shop. So motorcycle gangs would just hang out there. They literally just drove their bikes there and just sat there and drank and all day. Out. Yes. And then he, they like fixed some shit, but just right. mostly drank right. and smoked. So because they didn't get no job because the oil people said, fuck off dicks. We're not right. going to hire these. You weirdos. They probably don't know anything about oil. No, they, well, they clearly had no skills. No, they had no skills. No. What an, what amused me is that there were also older biker chicks. Yeah. And they were bitches. Yeah. They were the girlfriends of the other bikers in the gang. But since Archie was the leader, mm-hmm. Edith was queen bitch. Yeah. She was the lead woman. So if you watch Sons of Anarchy, 
uh, Gemma was Jax's mother and her, like, it's a whole Hamlet. It's actually kind of like a Hamlet based on her original, the original guy who formed their Sons of Anarchy gang was died, killed, whatever. Gemma, that was Gemma's husband. They had Jax. He's like Hamlet. That's like Gemma's like the queen. Take over the. Yeah, she marries stepdad, who takes over, Mm -hmm. just like uncle or whatever did. And so when uncle, if something happens to him, Jax takes over. So Gemma's used to being queen bee of the motorcycle gang, and now Jax's wife Tara takes over, and that's a whole dramatic. Oh damn! And so whoever is, Yeah. yeah, whoever is with the leader your lead your mm-hmm. queen or whatever mm-hmm. um, of the gang so again watch sons of anarchy if you don't it's so oh god how oh, i miss it um since these fools had no job um two of them actually had to go and get a job at the cement plant what do you do at a cement plant? And they kept calling it the cement. The cement plant. They went to the cement plant. They made about $1 a week, but they said it was enough to keep them in beer and cigs. And so those two okay. dummies were supporting the whole gang? Good God! They're living in pretty much abject poverty at this point. Mm-hmm. When in that... Edith wasn't down for. No. She didn't want to be poor, living in a slum... She wanted to be able to be partying, traveling around and all this. So it's getting to be a bummer for her. She's mm-hmm. poor. She has no money. Things are really rough. Edith had to take part-time work as bartenders. Take full-time work if you're hungry and starving and need money. <laughs> Why part-time, Edith? But then Possum isn't working. No. God damn it. He's just stealing Man. shit yes. to bring in money. What an idiot. Edith has had enough. So she heads back to her parents' house. She comes to her parents' house. She's all drunk and disheveled when she finally comes home. And they call the cops on her. Weird. And then they bail her out. Like, why can't you just put her to bed? Yeah. She's an adult at this point. Just Like, say, she's really hammered. Just fucking, okay, go pass out. Everyone in 1980 we'll was hammered, too. Tomorrow afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. They call the police and she's arrested at their house. I don't get it. For I don't know idiots but it was a good thing because that's where they got yeah, her finger it ended prints, up being good because they could weird. identify her yeah. so it was a good thing actually edith was pretty much tired of that shit she wanted to start over with them that was kind of where she was at this point detectives have not found archie west yet and then they get a tip that he might be in Nons, louisiana louisiana <laughs> Sure. Detectives call all over the place and they find out that this dick is in jail in New Orleans. Surprise. I mean, they should have. Well, I guess back then you had to just make calls. You couldn't do jack shit. I know. That's weird, isn't it? Because now we would just put in Google and then say, fool in in jail. jail. Yeah. He's, of course, in jail since August, which is three months before. No, she was found in September. So a few weeks But he was in jail. At the time of At her the murder. time of her murder, he's been in jail. And of course, burglary charges. Please. So this is yeah. where we're tricking you yeah. a little bit, dear listeners. Because Archie did not kill Edith with his bare hands. No, he did not. No, he did not. Archie's talking to the police. They come in and they say, Edith is dead. And he doesn't even give two shits, really. <laughs> he's like, oh. 
That's yeah. right. I am married. He said he hadn't heard from her in a long time and didn't know really where she was. Uh, you know, they find they can't really find out too much about him at that point. But he does give up all the members of his gang for some reason. <laughs> yep. What the hell? Nope, he's had it. He says his gang members are Ricky Brown, Michael <laughs> Burnett, Randy Buckaloo, <laughs> and James Hines. What the hell? A bunch of total dorks. <laughs> And Sarah Nelson and Megan McDermott. Those are the queen bitches. So all these gross bikers were from Cullman. They grew up together. Um, Police put in all this information about Edith's murder murder in the papers all around the towns around um, Houma, Louisiana, just trying to see if anything pops up in Leeds. Now we go back to a reenactment scene in the Confederate flag apartment, which is actually a new trailer. And it's still the old same apartment scene, but now it's supposed to be a new trailer <laughs> that the four guys are in. Yeah. The police find these four losers. They're still living together in a trailer. They ask them like, when is the last time you saw Edith? They say it was September 22nd, the day before she was murdered. Right. Which was a Monday. And it was a few weeks after Archie had went to jail. They said she showed up to the trailer in the afternoon wanting all of her shit that was in Archie's truck. They were not going to give her the keys to the truck because they thought Archie, it was, I guess, biker code, I guess, to have your woman take your shit, I guess, even though it's her stuff because she had a job and he didn't. I don't know. They could not give her the keys for some ridiculous code reason. Edith agrees to wait, and then she decides to hang out with these men. She parties with them. Michael Burnett said he had to leave early because he had to go to court in Alabama. (laughs) So he's gone at like 6 p.m. Ricky Brown said he also had to leave early and gives no reason why. He just said that. (laughs) Um, I had to go too. So then they said Edith actually slept there, but James and Randy had to leave early and go to the concrete company when they left. The cement. Yeah, the cement company. And when they came back from work around five or six, she was gone. So that's their story. Uh, Police verify that Randy and James were at work. Um, they cannot really disprove or the other stories, but they know something's up maybe with the other stories. Police go back to interview him some more a few days later, and the trailer is gone. Those four have hightailed it out of there. They're gone. And they ex- explain that in 1980, it's, it's very hard to find someone that lives a transient lifestyle. I'm sure it's impossible because you just, you could pay cash at a dumb well, hotel. Because you didn't they're have to transient. Do, well, yeah. yeah, you didn't have to give your name. You didn't, you know, you didn't, you weren't using cards that were electronic. You could just use cash. Right. right. You know, you really, you never really, if you wrote your name down, it's in a ledger and you could write, you know, Dick Hurts, you know, and you don't have to write your real name. <laughs> and the police just go, well, what you going to do? And the case goes cold for 20 years. I know. This was nuts. What in the hell? I, you have 800 million leads in men's names and you just say, okay. They just put it. It yep. was just in a file. I just file. put it right in a file. Yeah. My God. In the year 2000, 20 years later, Carol, stepmother, gets a phone call. And the woman yeah. on the other end says that her sister is Vicki Brown, who is... 
was married to Ricky Brown. So not only do you have Edith and Archie, but you have fucking Vicky, Vicky and, and Ricky. Ricky. Absolutely not. This sister says that Vicky knows all about Edith's murder. And so Carol's like, um, did you think about calling the police? So then she goes, oh, yeah, I guess. And then the caller calls the police and Carol calls the police, too. So, of course, all the old detectives from 20 years ago are dead or who knows, not on the case anymore. (laughs) And there's new detectives. They don't know anything. And so they got to start from scratch. And they talk to the caller who says it's the sister of Vicky. And she used to be married to Ricky Brown. And they know about Edith's murder. And they just figure out they don't even know where Vicky is. So the case goes cold again. They just say, well, they stop. They don't even try. And then 10. And then, yeah. Well, another year goes by. Oh, oh, I thought it was 10. The phone rings again. And it's a call from a lawyer because this is the lawyer for Mike Brown. The guy who owned the shop where they just drank and hung out and farted all around his shop all day while he worked. He had been busted for dealing drugs and was going to face a lot of time in jail. So he thought, well, I know all about this murder. Maybe I'll say something about it and get a lesser sentence. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Mike claims that 15 years after Edith was found murdered, Ricky Brown came to him and confessed that he was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Police now cannot find Ricky or Vicky Brown. <laughs> and instead of trying, they just go take a diarrhea. And the case goes cold for yep. nine more years. So I've got a Nine more years. What in the hell? You get more and more leads and it gets colder? What is going on? This is just buffoonery. What? Did you? So now it's August 2010. 30 years after the murder. Yep. Okay, we see a detective, Cody Voisson. (laughs) That was his name, Voisson. I know. Voisson. He decides he's going to look into cold cases. Thank you, Voisson. Thank you. And he says, could they bring some new technology or something that could solve these cases? Well, yeah, of course. Think. Of course. He decides to go to the goddamn internet and search for Archie and Vicky. Of course. Then he finds them all. What a genius. Yeah, ta-da. He finds instantly that Archie is dead. Cross him off the list, you dumb asshole. Michael Burnett, dead. 2008. There's still hard nothing. living, hard, yeah, hard, hard living. living, nothing on Ricky, but they do find a phone number for Vicki Brown and they call her up. She's now living in Kentucky. Wasson says they talked for three <laughs> hours and she says, I've been expecting to get this call for a lot of years, hmm. but she couldn't herself call the police because she's a dumb no, asshole. She, her fingers were and, um, But it was... It was biker code that you don't talk to the police. Mm-hmm. You dumb asshole. You are a turd face. She's not a biker. Oh, idiot. But since they called her, I guess she can spill the beans. I don't know. None dumb. of this makes sense, Vicky. None dumb, of it. Um, Vicky. Vicky and says Ricky. in 1980, she was in Homa, Louisiana. She saw about the murder in the newspaper, but that same week. She goes out to a bar and meets Ricky Brown and they hit it off. They get married and Ricky ends up telling her about the murder that he committed it. 
So he tells her the story that when Edith came to that trailer to get her stuff, she started drinking and she got hammered after a few shots. Yeah. And spills the beans that she told the cops all about Possum and Possum's arrested because she put him in jail. She was like, I told him. He was a fucking thief. He's been stealing mm. shit out of people's trailers and selling them at the swap meet. And then <laughs> that flipped a switch. Yep. And Ricky. Because of and biker Dickie code. And Mickey. Yes. And, and he was their sticky. biker gang leader. They had to avenge. So technically it is fucking possum fault because she had not met possum and he was not the leader of a gang that had to avenge by this biker code that they follow which is fucked um she would still be alive because they're just bikers so they decided to beat her up strip her naked tie her up put her in the trunk and they bring her to Mm -hmm. the swamp they tie a block around her neck push her underwater but clearly they're dumb assholes and they're all hammered because it's like a foot of water so she keeps standing up and walking to the shore and they keep pushing her down. She stands up, walks back, push her down. She stands up, walks back, push her down like this again and again. She actually kneels for a while and starts praying. Mm-hmm. She's hysterical. She's saying amazing grace. Yes. In at least five keys. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Ricky is with, um, or no, Ricky is there and wants to help her because the other one, Mike Burnett is also there. Um, and he keeps pushing her under the water. Mm-hmm. Ricky mm-hmm. says, who's telling the story, that he wanted to do something. He didn't do much, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mike gets the story. Or Mike Burnett is tired of her praying. He grabs her, strangles her, and pushes her under the water. And they leave her in the swamp. And again, she's not even in deep That was water. just three keys. I just did it in three keys. I, yeah, okay. that was lovely. Thank you. Now, Mike Burnett is dead, so they can't talk to him d to the a and according to no. ricky he's d- the one d to, to the, the a e, d to the e to, to the, the a, a to the, a to the d, d. <laughs> ricky they find he's aged 54 even though he looks like um einstein and his deathbed oh my god bad he looks like a hard simple einstein Again. einstein he um, they find him in Alabama, Ricky Brown. He has a bunch of traffic violations, so they arrest him on that. And then they get a warrant for second-degree murder. Um, he's charged with the murder. Vicky, James Hines, the other biker member, uh, testify, and the jury finds guilty. Now, he gets life without parole, and I, I'm sure he, I mean, it's not going to last long because he looked like he was a foot in the grave. Now, because of Possum, her husband, they felt they had to avenge her putting him in jail with death, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Couldn't you just like slap around a bit and say, get out of the gang? (laughs) I don't know. So he got by his ex-wife testified against him. Um, His ex-biker friend testified against him. The jury just obviously because he said the story himself, found him to be guilty, not believable, in whatever excuses he was making. And a biker. So, geez, what a terrible story. She was 23. And, and spent the last seven six years with yes, these douche bags. Oh, what are the dogs barking I'm about? sure it's some delivery man or something. So, my God. Anyway, 
what a terror don't join a motorcycle gang when you are 17 no. unless i said again it's jack's teller if you don't know who that is google it and then you'll join a motorcycle gang <laughs> immediately yeah, immediately if it's jack's teller um if you want to hear more like i said join our patreon we are on instagram we have a facebook group that's pretty fun you can join find us on find our page on facebook and then just click join group um they're pretty Sarah clever. lets you in in one second well it just comes up i get notifications yeah. and then i go to and they're already done yeah. it's done it says zero people want it <laughs> sarah does it every time um yeah so we'll let you in um <laughs> we, we will, will. Anyway, thank you. If you could give us a review and a rating, that would help us out so much. We appreciate it. Our, the reviews have been hilarious amazing and, and hilarious. Yes, yeah. we appreciate them so much. We can use ratings. It helps get and us keep noticed. sharing with your yeah. friends. Yes. and laugh and and love and live. Fuck, this is it's a hard time out yeah, there. It is. Yeah, we gotta laugh. All right, and we love you. Bye, Next love time, you. bye. bye.